Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslovsky. Personally, I'm feeling a renaissance coming on. Maybe even a personal renaissance. This is episode number 72. Howdy doody to you, you wonderful person, you, or a howdy doodly, if you happen to be a dude, and of course a howdat dudet, if you happen to be a dudet. It's awesome that you join me for this Smart and Simple Matters episode for all kinds of reasons. First of all, because I appreciate the heck, I appreciate the heck out of the time and attention you're giving me, and second, because we going to have ourselves a celebration, baby. But before I share the five-year anniversary of my personal renaissance with you, let's collectively celebrate Teresa McLean, who sent me this recent tweet. She wrote, I discovered Smart and Simple Matters by wanting to listen to a Joshua Becker interview. 25 episodes later, I'm forever a fan. Keep it up, Joel. Why, thank you, Teresa, and thank you, Joshua Becker, for continuing to send more people my way than anyone else over the past three-ish years that Smart and Simple Matters has been going on. That guy, that guy, I'm a big fan of him. Now, as I publish this episode in April 2015, it marks the five-year anniversary of my personal renaissance. In case you haven't had the pleasure of listening to me blab on and on about my personal renaissance, which is my term for a rapid and expansive inner evolution, I'll set the scene for you in a little bit. This episode right here is a celebration of my personal renaissance and a tribute to the role that amazing individuals or communities can have in your life. Yes, your life. You're going to hear me say the word I a lot in this episode, But really, it's all about you. Now, as we take it from the top, I'll tell the story of the transformational day that started my personal renaissance and ended an arbitrary, selfish, money-hungry Joel's 30-year reign as the driver of this mind, body, and spirit that I inhabit. A uh, defining factor of post-personal renaissance me are radical experiments, and the willingness to embrace uncertainty, kind of like an octopus, given its favorite person a big old hug. So I'll explore what I got and you can get out of my first big experiments, like a terrible, terrible blog called Enlightened Resource Management, the put-it-in-a-spreadsheet mindset, and more. Then, we'll swim through the birth of Value of Simple and this very podcast that you're listening to right now, how events have the power to transform you and the people around you in an instant, some super duper communities I'm a part of and that you may want to get in on too, and then, hey, who doesn't like some wild speculation about what the next five years of this non-stop personal renaissance evolution might look and feel like? Let's learn together and b- break it down like a clown on a joyride around town. And yes, that is an original. Here we 
go. Come on back with me to a beautiful spring day in April 2010. My wife Melinda and I had a nice house in a nice neighborhood with nice incomes, supporting nice health and nice relationships. So uh, you could say that things were nice, at least on the outside. Then it happened. Melinda told me that she was pregnant with our first son, Grant. You know, I had to write about this, actually. I wrote in the preface to my book, Experience Curating, that preparing to become a papa, I felt like a kid walking into a bubble factory because you knew a lot of things were about to go pop. Now, I found this burning desire to directly help people because I was being smothered by so many layers of corporate bureaucracy at work. I just kept having this thought, how can I impact people's lives? How can I be selfless? How can I give to something more than me? How can I be, belong to something bigger than just myself? And really the easiest thing, you know, later that night I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to be a papa, but not as in an excited way as in like a, dude, you are seriously going to be a deadbeat dad if you do not turn this ship around. And to give you a little bit of the context, I, at that point in time that Melinda told me that she was pregnant, uh, I was playing video games, World of Warcraft specifically, in a total addict way. And when I wasn't staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning playing World of Warcraft, I was at work uh, on forums reading about different strategies for how this character and this class could fight this one in this battle. It was just crazy, crazy pants. But the very first thing I did, literally the day that Melinda told me that she was pregnant with Grant, I just straight up quit that hours a day video game addiction overnight. That in itself was amazing and got me on the path to not becoming a deadbeat dad. But really, as I started to journey more, I started to get adventurous, Uh, maybe not in a physical way, but at least in an intellectual and emotional way. I started reading blogs. I'm not sure exactly where it started in terms of what category, but minimalism was a huge part of it. Uh, Blogs like Becoming Minimalist, Be More With Less, Exile Lifestyle, Zen Habits, those kinds of things. I also got way into the primal slash paleo scene, the biggie being Mark's Daily Apple. And the second biggest one, probably at that point in time, was robwolf.com. And how cool is this? And a testament to the power of podcasting. About four and a half years later, after starting my primal and paleo lifestyle, I got to interview the dude who originally got me into it, Mark Sisson himself. Hot diggity. That, that was exciting. And a darn fine Smart and Simple Matters episode, if I do say so myself, you can find that at valueofsimple.com slash SASM060. Another blog that I found which was instrumental to getting me to shift into the kind of dude that I am now was liveyourlegend.net. Scott Dinsmore, who's now a good friend of mine, uh, he helped me. I mean, I always knew how to connect with people, but not in a generous way. Now, I always knew how to make friends, but not necessarily ones who would support this wild journey that I've been on for the past five years. And that's where Live Your Legend came in. I found Emily Wapnick, who is also a friend of mine over at puttylike.com, and she showed me that I didn't have to specialize anymore. I didn't need to be that dude who did the thing with the stuff. I could be 
somebody who writes a book about curating, who does a podcast about simple living, who organizes events about uh, connecting with people and surrounding yourself with the folks who won't let you fail, which I do with Live Your Legend Local. You'll hear a little bit more about that. She helped me smoosh all these different interests, passions, and skills into some overarching theme which is somewhat cohesive, but that in itself, the permission to generalize and to be a multi-potentialite, as she calls it, was amazing. I'm going to give you the complete version of my story. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, you can get that at valueofsimple.com slash my-story. But first, I want to tell you about those radical experiments I mentioned a few minutes ago. My first big experiment was something called Enlightened Resource Management. Now, as an outlet for this dormant creative energy that I had found post-personal renaissance, I started a blog in November of 2010. It was horrible. I kind of feel bad that I asked my friends and family to read some of the earliest articles. I mean, I learned a ton even though this horribly named and highly arbitrary Enlightened Resource Management website went nowhere fast. Now, here's the key thing. In the process of writing so terribly and just putting total crap out there, which is important, everybody needs to do it in whatever way that they get started with a different skill, a different mindset. It's all pretty darn crappy at first. I also developed the infrastructure and awareness to transform my online presence into something truly useful about a year and a half later, my Value of Simple website. For reference, if you really want to see how bad it is, I leave my original uh, Enlightened Resource Management blog post from November 2010 up to show myself and others just how far you can evolve as a creator, communicator, and community builder. Next up was experience curating, but I didn't get directly into that. Uh, There's a goal-setting and action workbook that Scott Dinsmore of Live Your Legend puts out every year. Highly recommend it. It's been my go-to annual planning resource and doing resource for four years now. And in the 2012 edition, I made a commitment to, quote, put it in a spreadsheet. And that it, of course, could be anything. I've got so much of my life in spreadsheets right now. If, if you want some more of the context, if you're kind of new to this spreadsheet dealio or to Smart and Simple Matters, you can read perhaps my most popular value of simple post. It's called Spreadsheets and You, How and Why to Put Your Life in Them, which I'll link to in the show notes at valueofsimple.com slash SASM072. If you want to learn more about experience curating, I wrote my first and probably, no, almost certainly, uh, only book about it, which you can get at valueofsimple.com slash ECB. But this put it in a spreadsheet philosophy quickly gave way to dealing with at least a lot fewer corporate spreadsheets. March 2012, I quit my corporate gig to become an entrepreneur and really uh, I to do who knows what <laughs> and for who knows what. That's how I felt almost three years ago, just being aimless and having this huge goal to finally do work with purpose, uh, to finally be intentional 
with the people uh, who I want to impact, I just didn't know what that was or who that was yet. So I did some other kind of experimenting, you know, what made me tick? What really drove me? And back in my corporate days, I was a big time user manual creator. I was the dude that they sent into the systems to try to figure out how these different buttons and how these different options interacted upstream and downstream. So I thought, it's great that systems and computers have user guides, but what about people? I mean, seriously, what about people? People need user guides more than computers need user guides. So I created this personal user guide. Okay, you're probably thinking, what the deuce is a personal user guide? So here's the deal. It's an organized instruction manual that's dedicated to you. So in other words, it's a framework for you to build what's important in your life. Uh, It's a template that explains why the important things are important and how you go about getting them. In the biz, or at least in the refuge of simplicity, uh, we call it our T-Pug, the personal user guide. And the folks who have completed them have increased their simplicity. They've improved their internal and external communication. And they understand some pretty dope things like their belief systems, the significance of certain relationships. I'm, I'm listing down some of the subsections of the area how people should connect with you and how you like to engage with others, goals, areas of growth, and ways to generate certain feelings or actions. That's kind of a funky, nifty one that people enjoy. If you want, you can get the personal user guide template in the Refuge of Simplicity, which you get access to by subscribing to the Value of Simple newsletter at valueofsimple.com slash newsletter. That's where you're also going to find my personal user guide so you can see my evolution through my personal renaissance even better if you want of course i am on version what am i on version 4.0 right now and it's just it's super cool to see how my priorities and my language has shifted since i started documenting what makes me tick next up the CCC, baby, also known as the continuous creation challenge dropping a lot of acronyms on you today I don't apologize. You're hip. You're with it. You can take it. Uh, So what is a CCC, this Continuous Creation Challenge? Well, I define it as a period of time where you shift all your energy from the many forms of consumption into channeled creation. There's a ton of flexibility in your planning and doing of the CCC, including how long, when, what kind of projects you're going to create, and what kind of consumption to eliminate The key is that it's disruptive enough to open your eyes on what could be possible if you consumed less and created more. In other words, it turns your experiences into things that happen by you instead of things that happen to you. The background is I used to spend most of my time consuming. I know, serious bummer, right? (laughs) So I decided to experiment with this nonstop creation for 72 hours back in April 2012. And I got to tell you, it blew my freaking mind. Uh, Then in September 2012, uh, I kind of went big time. I did five days of continuous creation and I roped some other people into trying their own version of a CCC The groovy thing is they reported it was inspiring, it was invigorating, it was unsettling, of course, in a good way, and a number of other nifty things. It was then that I knew this CCC thing had legs and that other people needed to do it. 
If you're a long-term listener of the show, you've probably heard my podcast episode dedicated to the Continuous Creation Challenge. It's episode 19. You can find that at valueofsimple.com slash SASM019. And if you want a resource kit to rock your own CCC, plus uh, see the experiences of some other people who have done one, go to valueofsimple.com slash CCC. Just so you don't get any ideas that all of my experiments end out working out, uh, there's this thing called Help Day, which I almost forgot about until I was putting together this episode, and then I thought, ah, who can forget Help Day? Uh, apparently everyone except for me. Uh, let's uh, We'll say that this thing did not get the kind of traction that the Continuous Creation Challenge has at its core... Help Day, it's not an original concept, this is just the way that I conceptualized it. Uh, Help Day is a full day of helping as many things in as many ways as possible. (laughs) Generic, I know. But I say things because it isn't just about helping other humans. For example, my environment can't ask for help like a person could, but I intend to assist my environment, all of my living friends that are not humans, during a help day. Uh, the rules and guidelines, got to say, they're generally unimportant. But the key principle is this. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, almost every second should be spent trying to help other things. I know, it's utopian. Uh, that's, that's intentional. Intentional, there's the key word right there. Your goals from making an impact might focus on touching the lives of folks in your local community. Uh, maybe you want to do some micro-volunteering, assisting a stranger on the internet, helping those living objects I was talking about in your environment, uh, calling that isolated relative that's just desperate to hear another human voice, especially yours. You can even recruit others to magnify the impact or none of the above I'll just tell you some of the things that I did on my two help days in 2013. Uh, First of all, the toughest part was getting people to believe that I had no hidden motive and that I truly wanted to help new strings attached. Uh, The first six hours of the day were spent going door to door in my neighborhood, and I, I gave this rough intro to anyone who answered the doorbell. Now, close your eyes. Imagine yourself sitting comfortably in your chair in your home or your apartment. The doorbell rings. This super tall dude with a bright smile comes to your door. You open it up and he says, Good morning, neighbor. My name's Joel and I live at 7124 Heatherton Trail. I know this sounds strange, but I'm on a quest today to help as many people as possible in ways large and small. No strings attached. Is there something I can help you with today? What do you do? Yeah, I know. Uh, One man, after just laughing in my face and then realizing that I wasn't pranking him, he invited me into his house. He proceeded to tell me about his multiple sclerosis, that he's in a complicated relationship with a woman that he lives with, but really he just revealed the warm person behind the skeptic that I had just been introduced to a moment earlier. Uh, Really, this fella, he didn't need anything other than a smile and someone to listen to him speak. Sometimes that's all that people need is just someone to talk to. Five people, though, actually took me up on my offer to uh, help. So I ended up walking a dog, 
emailing contact information of people on my block to another neighbor on my block. I lent out a sprinkler, cleaned some gutters, and dug holes in a garden to plant flowers. If you want to get the full scoop uh, in a link to my Help Day recap, you can, of course, go to the show notes for this episode, valueofsimple.com slash SASM072. But hey, after six hours of walking around the neighborhood, picking up trash along the way, I decided time to head back inside and do some virtual helping. That's where this micro-volunteering comes in. The really great news is that people online are much, much more receptive to unsolicited or unexpected help. You can pretty much do micro-volunteering for anything these days. Just do a Google search for simple volunteering or micro-volunteering. See what comes up and maybe you too can have your own version of a help day. Now, as I was out and about for help day, uh, it was about that time that I realized, dude, Joel, you got to get outside more. I've had these two dogs, Lucia and Emsky, for almost nine years now, but uh, I didn't consistently get out with them every day. For the last three years, I have. If it's 40 below wind chill and it's just bone-numbingly cold, it doesn't matter. I'm out there. If it's 100 degrees and humid, I'm out there. Whether you have dogs or not, uh, just getting outside more, connecting to something other than what's in your house, being in some non-climate controlled environment. I know it sounds weird to say that that's an experiment, but for tens of millions of people, at least in the United States, that is an experiment to just get your booty outside more. And it's been a wonderful experiment. Uh, The biggest one perhaps is having kids. And I know it's weird, like everybody has kids. How can that be an experiment? But (laughs) if you never had kids before, that is a big, big experiment, uh, both as an individual, you know, as, as a person, as a papa, and as a partner with my wife, Melinda. And it's a permanent experiment. At least you hope so. It's an ongoing one that lasts a lifetime. I've talked about my kids in other ways, but that in itself, just having two, Grant and Clark, has been the most amazing experiment. And like I was saying back at the top of the show, without Grant... Without us getting pregnant when we did uh, back in April 2010, probably no personal renaissance, definitely no smart and simple matters. And I might have had a radically different trajectory to the one that I really enjoy right now. You know what else I really enjoy right now? Value of simple. Yeah, I switched from Enlightened Resource Management to Value of Simple in July 2012. And hey, what's a better way to rebrand and completely shift the focus of your blog than to write 16 poems about resource management? That's exactly what I did in my last blog post before Value of Simple came into being. That was a rather awkward goodbye. My first and only set of poems... I actually think some of them are pretty good. Uh, Anywho, uh, before with Enlightened Resource Management, I wrote about consumption, productivity hacks, uh, personal experiments, this just total jumble of topics, none of which was adding much value. But after my first continuous creation challenge, where I mapped out what I was good at and passionate about, some central themes emerged way beyond the rest. They were helping people simplify, organize and be money wise. And more recently, uh, now that I have more self-awareness, helping people connect with each other and build community. Those 
drive me big time. So that's when I created this mission to show people the value of simple. It took a while, of course, to get a little bit of traction, but in February 2013, the value of simple declaration, which you can see at valueofsimple.com slash declaration, that puppy went up on my pin board in my home office. It's been there for over two years. It's on people's refrigerators and Pinterest pin board these days. At that value simple declaration, uh, you may have heard me even sprinkle in some of the core statements in the declaration in past podcast episodes. Uh, sometimes I'm not even aware that I'm saying them because they've just seeped so deep into my brain. Tell me if any of these ring a bell. First is freedom is needing little and wanting less. One small change can lead to big changes. Give up the good life to pursue a great life. Keep and going here. Choose uncertainty over unhappiness. Many questions have the same answer. Simplify. And very fittingly, at least for this episode, quest for your personal renaissance. How is it created? That is the cool part. By the Value Simple community. They had full input on the design, the number and type of statements, and everything about that bad boy. So cool to see the community come together to build around this declaration that a lot of people have embraced. Really proud of that. And I know there's a lot of other people who are part of the creative process who also love the fact that they got their fingerprints on that. And then, hey... Smart and Simple Matters, yo. The first episode was on July 16th, 2012. It's brutal. <laughs> it's, it's totally brutal. Just like that first blog post on Enlightened Resource Management, at least to my ears, you got to start somewhere. I'm so happy I started when I did, and I've built up to what you're listening to right now. I've done some growth in the podcasting arena. I've also done some growth in the uh, ability to connect with people and the ability to speak, hopefully, somewhat eloquently about different topics. But that was a great experiment and one of the most fun things I do, just constantly trying to shift from the written word to the spoken word and make an impact with my voice. This podcast, the fact that you're listening, man, I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for you. It's just a total treat every time I crank up this microphone. Shifting gears a little bit, uh, a whole new chapter of this personal renaissance thing got cranked up when I started to go to events. Now, you might have heard me describe myself as a extreme extrovert on the Myers-Briggs. I'm not just an E, I'm a double E. Uh, it never really occurred to me that maybe I should get my butt out of the house and go meet people in person at events. Uh, the very first one I did, at least in my uh, post-personal renaissance uh, start, is New Media Expo. That was back in January 2013. It's where I met my amazing pal, Mr. Dan Hayes of Simple Life Together. He was the first person at an event to recognize me by my voice. That was pretty cool. He's an auditory guy, but uh, he said, Joel? Joel? And I look at him. I've got no idea who this dude is. I'm just drawing a total blank. He's like, hey, I recognized her by your voice. Uh, Smart and Simple Matters, right? He was a listener to the show. Really cool. Um, New Media Expo. It's also where I met my blogging and podcasting hero, Pat Flynn, who has heavily influenced this show. The opener, by the way, 
in terms of the format with the pithy intro and then the music dialing up and dialing down and then going into, hey, what's going on? What's shaking? That kind of thing. That's all Pat Flynn. Um, it's also where I first had my first conversation with a now good friend, Roderick Russell of Remarkably Human. Just We talked about deep, deep stuff, like practicing dying and what he thinks is the limitless potential of humans. Now, that yielded to about half a year later, the big time, the granddaddy of all events as far as I'm concerned, at least the ones that I've attended, WDS, World Domination Summit. I'm not going to go into the details here because I recorded an entire Smart and Simple Matters episode about my WDS 2014 experience. It's titled, Why World Domination Summit Has More Magic Than 100 Unicorns. Uh, I can't even read that without laughing. It's funny, unicorns. Uh, <laughs> you can relive the grooviness with me at valueofsimple.com slash SASM054. Let's leave it at this. If you ever have the chance to go to WDS, do it. Don't ask questions. Show up. Awesome sauce. Constant awesome sauce. Uh, I also did some experiments with events. One that I went to last year in Omaha, Nebraska called Big Omaha. Now, I went to this one, and this was, uh, I know this is kind of wild to some people, but I went to this one specifically because I didn't know a single person that was going to be there. I drove six hours from the Twin Cities to Omaha in May 2014 so I could attend an event where I knew absolutely nobody. I'll let that sink in for a moment so you can tell me, dude, wowzers, you're a little bit on the nutso side. Um, In between dodging all these conversations, there's lots of stuff about tech startup accelerators and obscure programming languages, just not my scene. But I was able to get down to some simple basics with a host of pretty cool folks. I talked to a a dude who's doing homesteading outside of Omaha, a tea craftsman, a minimalist designer, some meditation pros, lots of yoga enthusiasts, and other pretty cool people. Actually, I kept track because it was a challenge to myself. Uh, I connected with about 200 of the 750 attendees over my two-plus days in Omaha. I just put myself out there. Uh, No, I didn't have a quota, but I just wanted to keep track. Maybe you can do that too. It doesn't have to, you don't have to drive six hours to go to an event. It doesn't have to be a multiple day thing. It can just be a couple of hours around town at some meetup event that you have going on. Get yourself out there. Put yourself in the position to lead with authenticity and vulnerability. Be the one who allows himself to be candid and gives everyone else permission to just straight up be who you are. It's a really cool way to be. And that paid off for me with Big Omaha. South by Southwest, though, this was just last month in March 2015. I had my first big public speaking shot there. The presentation, it was was good. It was was peachy, I guess. But the real event highlights were these meetups. They had all these different kinds of meetups. And I went to one with community managers, a super cool one with Burning Man enthusiasts. I totally want to go to Burning Man. Actually, tentatively slotted for 2017. I'm trying to round up my Burning Man posse as we speak. Oh, man, if that happens, oh, boy, look out. Uh, Anyway, back to these meetups. Mindfulness seekers. uh, There was a librarian one. (laughs) Yeah, I know, librarians. I love librarians. I love their mindset. I love their quirks. They're just a fun bunch of people. And I also met uh, this guy, Sean Rogers, at South by Southwest, 
who is my go-to ambassador of the water, you're going to hear from him soon in an upcoming episode of Smart and Simple Matters. I'm really excited for you to get your ears on that one. Okay, from participating in events to helping organize events, that is where my sweet spot seems to be right now. Two things particularly. The first one is Live Your Legend Local. I told you about Scott Dinsmore earlier. You know, I originally got into these Live Your Legend Local events because Scott was behind it, and I am behind anything that has that dude's name associated with it. Uh, I co-hosted the first Twin Cities Live Your Legend uh, local action back in, boy, yeah, it was, it's been that long, back in August 2013. We were the third city out of now 200 plus that have hosted these Live Your Legend local events. Here is what I told the participants at our first get together. We want to gather to help people understand that doing work that you love for profit, for fun, for charity, or for changing the world is your right. Pursuing your passionate work also becomes easier and more rewarding when you surround yourself with the people that energize and empower you. The type of people who show others that the impossible is actually possible and how it gets done. A Live Your Legend live event is all about positive human connection and learning how to better control our destinies. We feel And I hope you feel too, it's our duty and our honor to move people from in front of their electronic devices to connecting in the physical world. Because seeing that there are others like you, sharing our stories in person is magic. Because if you don't have the supportive, understanding people in your environment, or even if you have a few of them, connecting with other passionate people who are pursuing a meaningful legacy can show you that anything's possible. Good lives can be great, and a great life can be glorious when you're surrounded by the right people. Man, I'm I'm giving myself goosebumps (laughs) just thinking about organizing that first gathering. Uh, Live Your Legend is where I met my good friend and uh, fellow Simple Rev Brain Trust member, Andrea Imsdahl. It's connected me with some of the most outstanding and difference-making people I've ever met, like Nas Murphy and Leah Hines, they are the duo behind Ripple.net. Those Aussies, amazing, amazing. But I mentioned Andrea and meeting her at Live Your Legend. She is so instrumental in Simple Rev now. And really, when I talk about Simple Rev these days, it's amazing how far Simple Rev has come in the year and a half since I published my vision for the movement in a blog post titled A Simple Revolution, My Vision for Simple Rev. You, of course, can get it in the show notes, but I make it no secret. Simple Rev, it was originally intended to be just an event and an event which was totally different than the one that Dan Hayes and I co-organized. We originally thought we'd have different tracks for different people, for content creators, and for other folks. Uh, Fortunately, the director of Common Sense, that is Dan, of course, he came along to significantly simplify Simple Rev. It has grown into something so much bigger than an event. Um, You know, just... I want to share this with you. I want to give you some context from the announcement blog post because where we are versus where we've been, and you can see perhaps in your own life, 
in your own personal renaissance, what can happen over the course of a year and a half? Ah, it just boggles the mind. So in that original announcement post back in November 2013, I was talking about how I knew plenty of people who are just totally rocking the simplicity landscape. But for every simplifier, I know at least 20 people that are oblivious to the mission or, you know, even worse, people who are actively fighting against simple living enthusiasts. That's really a shame because simple living is at the heart of what has brought us as humans health and happiness and purpose for almost all of our existence. And we just have this this natural drive to be consumed with something other than consumption. And everyone, this is universal. All people want to remove what's useless to pursue the truly useful, yet we don't necessarily act on that. You know, our consumer-driven culture, it just directly conflicts with the principles of simple living. And as that consumer-driven culture advances, this this complexity seeps in alongside a narrative that you or what you do aren't enough. That, that, that message, that message that we get from advertisements and from marketers that we aren't enough unless we buy their product, that we're not doing enough to be productive. If I can stop that, if I can play a small part in stopping that, I will do everything that I can. Um, of course, there's an antidote to having those advertisers or these invisible social norms control our decisions. There's an alternative to drinking from these just toxic sources that make us chase money or prioritize stuff over people and experiences. You know where I'm going with this one. It's called simplicity. Fast forward to April 2015. We have people sharing what simple living means to me videos in our video series that we publish on YouTube. We have these free local Simple Rev gatherings happening in Sydney, Minneapolis, and pretty soon in other places like San Fran. Uh, The Simple Rev vision, it's shifted a ton, just an absolute ton since November 2013. And really, so has my personal vision for how I can add value to other people's lives. This co-organizing a Simple Rev was my first big shift away from the written word to the spoken word. Uh, at least, you know, don't count all the website copy and email newsletters I wrote and continue to write. We won't go into that right now. But that's that's really why I gave up blogging on Value Simple. And I don't plan to guest post on other sites unless there's some opportunity that's good to pass up. It's I don't plan to write another book, but I plan to help organize events and do podcasting. All the things, all the impact I can make through the spoken word, I want to do those things indefinitely. It's, it's my primary way to connect with people and to connect people to each other, to build community. And this voice that I have, this voice that you're listening to is the best tool I have to do it. Now, before I wildly speculate on my future and the future of the important things that I have a hand in, let me briefly run down some great places for you to get connected, to grow to grow your sense of belonging, have a ton of fun. Of course, that's standard. And just straight up be authentic, funky, quirky you. I was just speaking about Live Your Legend Local, so maybe I'll start there. I just want to reiterate again that it is so, so worth it. You can find me in the Twin Cities, and you can find the global Live Your Legend community at liveyourlegendlocal.com. Next up, 
We have a website. It's not a community in itself, but it's all about community. Rich Millington at Feverbee, he he is a master at the social science of community building and management, both offline and online. If you want to get started with Feverbee and learning how you can shape your communities, or maybe even you want to build something from scratch too, I mean, that would be royally cool. You can read a great blog post. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's called The Core Components of a Compelling Community Narrative. You can find Rich at feverbee.com. Next up, we have the Putty Tribe and my putty peep, my wild and crazy band of fellow multi-potentialites. I've been a member for almost three years now. And uh, this, this is one online community that's been totally instrumental in helping me smoosh my interests and passions and skills into this overarching theme that I've got for this show, for Value is Simple, and just my general direction in life. You know, all my original Mastermind group members came from the Putty Tribe, and it's just filled with these great people who refuse to choose or be or do just one thing. Continuing on, we have Mr. Money Mustache and his tribe of mustachians. You never heard of them before? You should peep mustache land. Uh, In my opinion, uh, Mr. Money Mustache, he's hilarious. He's just brilliant in your face blunt, which I dig. Really countercultural and uh, I guess a modern version of what I think of as the Stoics. You know, Personally, I'm not active on his community forums, but there are almost 20,000 people who are, including a few friends of mine that absolutely love it. These people, I trust them implicitly, and if they say it's great, I believe it's great. You know, I will, however, speak from personal experience. I highly recommend Mr. Money Mustache blog, and I'm going to link to the Triple M forums and websites in the show notes. Okay. Uh, remember how I said I was a big fan of Joshua Becker's? Well, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Joshua Becker's. A dude who's most known for his website, Becoming Minimalist, and you can absolutely join the vibrant conversation in the comments of any of his blog posts, but the real community aspect of this pillar of minimalism, it's on Facebook. As you may have guessed by now, I'm going to link to the Becoming Minimalist page on Facebook in the show notes. Peep it if you dig minimalism and you dig Facebook. That is a groovy combination for you. And since we're talking minimalism, you know, I I just got to throw in the minimalists. I got to do it. I got to throw in Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. Those guys, last year, they went on an epic 100-city, 10-month tour to promote their fantastic book. I've read it. Everything that remains. And they left behind some pretty strong minimalist groups across uh, the US, Canada, the UK, Australia. I think they even got to New Zealand too. If you live in one of those countries, just go searching for a group in or near your town at minimalist.org. I've been to one of the minimalist get togethers that they left behind in the Twin Cities. It's currently led by the wonderful Virginia Brown, and I really enjoyed myself. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Can't can't let you escape without one more thing. There's this thing called uh, Simple simple Rev? Yeah, Simple Rev. I think that's it. And our community building efforts, yeah, they're, they're still young. But we're coming to a town near you soon as well. Count on 
that. Recap time. I just walked you through five years of my personal renaissance, some of my nutty experiments, and the people, places, and communities that I'm a huge fan of. Hope you got a kick out of hearing about my first terrible blog, Enlightened Resource Management, the put-it-in-a-spreadsheet mindset, how value of simple and smart and simple matters came to be, even some of the events that have the power to transform you and the people around you, boom, just like that in an instant. And of course, I brought enough funkiness to fill a 1970s disco. I think next time I go solo, it's probably going to be one where I cover some of the things that I've been, honestly, that I've been withholding uh, from the world since my personal renaissance began. I know that I've been upbeat and cheery and it's sunshines, lollipops, and rainbows today, but you probably know this. We all are, uh, at least to some extent. I I know I am. I'm just, uh, I'm a deeply flawed person. Um, Even with all these amazing transformations from my personal renaissance uh, and because I want to encourage others to be more authentic and vulnerable. Uh, Next time I go solo, I'm going to discuss some acts that, frankly, I'm I'm ashamed about and some habits that I've tried to change over the past five years, 10 years. I mean, heck, pretty much my entire life, and I've just failed miserably at them. Uh, Don't want to leave you with the downer, though, so I, I can't predict the future, but if I want to speculate... On the next five years of my personal renaissance, I imagine it's going to involve a whole lot more simple rev action, uh, probably going deeper into the world of mindfulness, uh, rewilding myself, reconnecting with nature, uh, putting an absolute beat down on my sugar binging, and uh, yeah, primal eating, exercising and skills, uh, being the papa that I promised to be when Melinda told me that she was pregnant with Grant in April 2010 and ignited this beautiful personal renaissance dealio in the first place. And of course, bringing people together. Alrighty. To find all the resources, communities, tools, and the other sweet stuff that I spoke about in this episode, peep the show notes, yo at valueofsimple.com slash SASM072. If you would like to potentially get a shout out at the top of a future episode like Teresa McLean did on this episode, send me a tweet. I'm at Joel Zislowski. You can send me an email at joel at valueofsimple.com or this would be super cool. Leave a quick iTunes review at valueofsimple.com slash iTunes. Really, there are few better ways to help other people discover this show than by leaving an iTunes review, and there are few better ways to earn my gratitude by doing it. Anytime that you can connect somebody else with what they need at the time that they need them, that is uh, a gift. That is just a beautiful thing. Now, as a reminder, Simple Rev 2015 tickets are available As of late April 2015, and the gathering is going down in Minneapolis, Minnesota on October 2nd and 3rd at the McNamara Alumni Center. You can join me and about 100 other fine, simple living enthusiasts by scoring your ticket at simplerev.com slash tickets. Whatever you do, keep being awesome and keep being you. I'm so stoked 
that you gave me your time and attention because it constantly motivates me to do a better time, or do a better job, I guess I should say, each time I crank up the microphone and uh, not edit out the flaws because, hey, I just flubbed that one. But we are going to let that roll. If you need to start or continue your own personal renaissance, all you got to do is look outside yourself. Just find something bigger than you to believe in or join. It's now time for your partner in simplifying to sign off again. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zeslowski, creator of all things value of simple. Simple.